1: Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, this is the third hour of today. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the third hour of today. As Craig would say, it's Friday Eve. It's always Sunday. That's right. Yeah. Thursday, October 14th. We've got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, of course, we've got Jacob Soberoff good with morning. us. Good morning. Hello. Dylan hello. on um, maternity leave. Craig uh, taking a little time off. So yeah. let's get going. Our good buddy, Vicki Wynn, is going to separate fact from f- fiction. She is going to squash... <laughs> <laughs> Some common fall myths, and tell us which ones are actually true. Like whether it's safe to eat all those fall vegetables. Was that is that a thing that the, I was about to say? Why wouldn't it be
2: saying?
3: I, I cannot vegetables. eat well, that; I'm in big trouble. Okay, well let's find, it. We'll find out. we'll sure
2: that's a tease. All right. Speaking of vegetables, well, we'll visit a farm that's taking going green to new heights. Literally, the view is stunning, but that's not the most impressive thing about this farm. We're going to show you. How they do it. It's its gorgeous. And I. Wow. there are places in the States that do this as well. That so place looks su- that.
3: super, super cool. Uh, yeah. We also cannot wait to talk with award-winning filmmaker Ava DuVernay. She's directed films, of course, like Selma and A Wrinkle in Time. Now she's out with a new show right here on NBC that's putting real families in the spotlight. It is a fascinating, fascinating idea. We're going to find out how she came
2: up with it. I just saw the commercial for it. Looks I think cool. it's going to get a lot of buzz. So yeah. that's all coming up this hour. But we want to start with some of the big stories making headlines this morning, including whether you'll be be... be able to find the gifts you want this holiday season and even just any kinds of goods when you go to the Mm -hmm. store these days. um, The shelves are a bit bare in some places. So we've been telling you about this traffic jam. It's at two major ports out west. Well, now it's such a big deal. The White House is trying to clear up the delays by announcing that those ports will begin operating now around the clock. We showed you pictures where it looks like a car lot. (laughs) So all of those goods and services that you want are just sitting on these these uh, you know ships so and docks the, and docks yeah so i mean electronics toys clothes even food this was the scene in a, a store i was in just the other oh day my. but this is the way it looks and the backlog isn't just leading to empty shells it's also driving prices up so experts suggest if you do want to do some holiday shopping you might want to get it done early um, because that could get a little bit worse wow.
3: L.A. and Long Beach is good. It's amazing to think about that the ports of L.A. and Long Beach combined can yeah. slow down commerce for the sure. entire United States. And
1: it's here on the East Coast, too. New York, uh, Savannah, yeah. all those places still having big problems. And
2: I have to be honest with you, I think because we're all so busy, we just, things just appear, yeah. right? They appear on your table. They appear on your shelves. And when you have moments like this, you realize there's a whole ecosystem That's out right. here, right?
3: They're going to run those ports 24-7 now in order yeah. to make sure all the Christmas gifts get That's out good. there. Uh, today, there is also a very big meeting taking place on COVID vaccine boosters, an FDA pan is considering whether to recommend booster doses for the Moderna and Johnson & Johnson vaccines. They're also expected to weigh in on a very big medical debate. We all have it. You have it with your family, whether it's a good idea to mix and match vaccines. So, for example, if you've already received Pfizer's vaccine, this time you may want to get a Moderna dose. Hmm. And this morning, there's a new study. There's a new study by the National Institutes of Health that show mixing those vaccines, it's safe. It is effective, but that study has not yet
1: been peer-reviewed. I actually have done that. I did the. I had the Pfizer vaccine, mm-hmm. got a Moderna booster,
2: and you don't feel any kind of anything. <laughs> yeah, right. I've got this. No,
4: I
1: don't. I don't. Just yeah,
2: I think it's going to uh, be okay. All right. Now we want to show you something
1: pretty, pretty, pretty cool. If you're running around the house, come on, come back to the TV. You mm-hmm. got to see this. Zoo Miami is giving us a. Bird's-eye view at the life of bald eagles. They set up an eagle cam Mm -hmm. and are capturing some uh, interesting moments. Like, uh, we got two eagles basically arguing over a stick. (laughs) Just kind of moving it all over. No, I want it here. No, I want it here. No, come on, come on. Work together! All right, so let's look uh, live right now
2: and, oh, no. they're they're the and they're gone. They're empty
1: nesters. They're empty
2: nesters. People, whenever, place, whenever you set up cameras like this, people mm-hmm. are obsessed when the zoos do this. And uh, you can watch it all day long. You see this. them come
1: and go. And this is what I'm looking forward to there the empty are. nest. Oh, look at them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Not> the <camera. laughs> it's like, that's an ultimate selfie. It almost looks like the eagle was taking a selfie. All right, one person who is still flying high this morning iconic Star Trek actor, Mr. William Shatner, this time yesterday. He blasted off to the final frontier on board Jeff Bezos's Blue Origin Rocket. The emotion of the moment overwhelming.
5: What you have given me is the most profound experience I can imagine. I'm so filled with emotion about what just
2: happened.
1: That's amazing. Well, uh, we're so fortunate. Bill Shatner joining us again this morning. Bill, good morning. It is so great to have you back, not only with us, but actually back on Earth.
5: Amen. Well, it's I, I can't tell you what a pleasure it is to be back with you again. And, uh, you, you know, trying to process it, uh, as enormous an experience as that. I was looking at. I'm looking at your show, and I'm seeing you getting ready for the show, and you're doing your papers by rote. I mean, things are happening as they have happened for days, but the experience of something enormous in your life and it challenges your life. Suddenly, you're playing with the papers. You're aware that you're playing with the papers, and mm-hmm. and life is going on, and your your uh, attention to it today. Mm-hmm is sharpened because you're in the immediate now because the challenge to your life was so extreme. And I think that's what what it was. As we punched through that blue and I saw the darkness, the blackness of space and death is that way and life is this way, I was reminded again how precious life is here, Mm -hmm. how quickly it's over, and how we need those experiences, even secondhand through me, to remind you that that nest that those, the, those uh, eagles were making is precious. It's mm-hmm. a miracle mm-hmm. that these two animals can do that. How beautiful life is and how threatened we are that life here on Earth is threatened. And these aren't just empty words. Yeah. They, there's an apocalypse coming our way. We can't bury our heads anymore. With those eagles, and we need help, and the help comes from us. And and this idea that Jeff Bezos has of putting things up into space in due time is a very important concept of how we may help save
2: the world.
1: Mm. I heard. Bill, the, oh, oh, go ahead. You know, I was just going to say, Bill. So was it everything you expected, or is it even hard to no. describe that, that no, you, it was more impossible. than you could have imagined? Mm. You can't describe. We were
5: three days there being described. This is what's going to happen. And weightlessness, nothing like it. I mean, how do you describe weightlessness? You're floating in the air. Mm. Yes, you're floating in the air. But what's it like to float in the air? My God, man, it's, you can't describe it. It's fearsome and it's miracle, miraculous. You don't know how to handle it, but you handle it. You're looking outside. You want to have the, the, the experience of looking out into space, but you want to uh, 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 enjoy the moment of weightlessness. But weightlessness is, is fearsome. I mean, it's just a potpourri of emotions that one by one, you come back to Earth and you're so glad to come back to Earth only takes time to single out these things like you know we got a lecture on where to pee
1: and how <laughs> wow
5: i mean as practical as that and yet you're looking into infinity i mean it was it was just that's such an overwhelming experience it sharpens your desire to live and live clean and proper.
2: Absolutely. There's so much wonder surrounding space. What did it feel like yeah. physically, the whole process?
5: Well, you, you're going up, you're going through G's, and it's one thing to say, yeah, G's. At two G's, I thought, I'll try and lift my hand. And I could barely lift my hand. So at five G's, which you're pressed, in, the skin is going <laughs> back. And you're, you know, at, and you're thinking, can I endure this? Yeah. When will this end? And it's over in a moment because you hit this edge of, of air that surrounds us, this 50-mile uh, layer, the skin of air mm. that causes the blue sky, but it's very, very thin and so easily polluted and so easily destroyed. Oh. We're so tenuously here on Earth. We have to remember that, and, the, and 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 I think all those things were going through my mind when I said, "I don't want to forget what I'm what I've just just uh, gone through. I don't want to ever forget it." And and I'm no proselytizer, I'm no messenger, but I have children, I have grandchildren. I want them to live. I want them to see the eagles mm. make a nest again. Are you going to go
3: back, Mr. Shatner? <laughs>
5: Well here's the way I feel about that. I feel so enriched yeah. that to to go again is like to dissipate it, at mm-hmm. least right now. Perhaps again, but you know, having your life, even though it may not be so because it's so safe, uh, blue origin your your imagination sure. is yeah. could I die? Yeah.
6: Yeah.
5: And that that thought, could I die, sharpens everything. Bet. Who do I treasure what do i treasure mm. can i get back on uh, the today show i mean uh, it's all well, you
1: are, bill you are welcome here anytime we are tre- yes. you are our treasure thank you so Congratulations. much I saw your
5: clouds i saw your clouds <laughs> from looking down okay i saw it from a completely different not angle. too many people
1: that, can say that that's that. for right. sure bill yeah. shatner yeah. thank God you so you. much we'll see you soon and coming I up, so. you betcha. You. Coming up, Vicki Wynn is here, separating fact from fiction, carving up an old pumpkin tail. And she'll tell us whether honey can actually help cure your Now, allergies. there's a good tease. Okay. Yeah. Then later, Bright Idea, the City of Lights, rooftop farming, where something special is growing as the third hour of today continues.
0: He would
5: lie his way into their dreams.
7: He was looking for James Bond girls. How fun would that be to be a Bond girl?
5: Then twist them into a nightmare.
4: This guy has done this before. He'll do it again.
5: Until a group of women banded together to put him behind bars and keep him there.
7: You have to participate fiercely, fiercely in what happens next.
5: I'm Keith Morrison, and this is Murder in the Hollywood Hills, an all-new podcast from Dateline. All episodes of Murder in the Hollywood Hills are available now. To listen ad-free, subscribe to Dateline Premium on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or DatelinePremium.com.
7: Join Hoda Kotfi for a brand new season of her podcast, Making Space. For Season 5, I am making space to talk to people who are providing a sense of hope and inspiration when life changes course. Uplifting conversations with inspiring individuals like... NFL legend Drew
2: Brees, singer-songwriter Ziggy Marley, and today's show co-anchor Savannah
7: Guthrie, as you have never heard her before.
8: I found faith
2: more viscerally,
8: not because the bad thing didn't happen, but because it did.
7: I promise you, like me, will leave these conversations with some wisdom for your own journey, empowered and inspired to make space in your own life. New episodes of Making Space with Hoda Kotb are released every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.
3: We are back on the third hour of today with our Consumer Confidential. This morning, we are playing a game of fall factor fiction.
1: That's right. We've all heard stories about seasonal ailments, pretty wild remedies as well.
2: These are good. So our investigative and consumer correspondent, Vicki Wynn is here to set the record straight. Good morning to you. Hey, good morning. Hey. I love all
9: these true or false. Uh, okay. <laughs> this
2: is good. Well, the first one, you talk about hay fever. People start coughing and allergies, especially now. People take it very seriously. I was looking at this stat. According to the Asthma and Allergy Foundation of America, hay fever allergies affect nearly 19 15.2 million adults, 5.2 million children. Um, a lot of people dealing with it right now. So I guess the first myth we need to debunk: hay fever. Does that have anything to do with hay or a fever?
9: All right, I'm going to toss it back to you. Do you think that hay fever can raise your temperature, your body temperature?
2: Yes.
3: Uh, yes, because Al said yes.
9: Okay. I'm just going to say no because it seems like yes. So that part is false hay okay. hey fever gets its name and it is common term for all the allergies that affect us from a fungus to dust to most commonly pollen and mm-hmm. grass pollen so it gets its name from grass which is relative of hay hay hey. oh. comes out a lot in the fall yep. but the fever part is really interesting back in 1819 we'll take a little history tour here that. yeah <laughs> so yeah. yeah when you were a young boy yes. uh, there was a scientist doctor named John Bostock in England and he noticed every june he would get Sinus pressure runny nose itchy watery eyes. It was horrible and he thought it was a fever brought on by the heat
2: oh. Started
9: doing his research interviewing uh. people and realized you know what it's the new hay that we're getting in June That's causing this reaction So now ever since then it's been called hay, hay fever, fever even though it's not technically a virus or anything that raises your temp- Temperature Boom. to give you a fever. I okay. had no that idea name stuck so around. So go. Go.
3: I don't know if it's a cure to hay fever, but I hear all the time about local honey being a cure for allergies I say yes true.
9: I say it's not a myth.
3: I don't think it's true. I think, I think it's true.
9: It's true. So the research on this is a bit mixed, but it is unlikely, Al, you're right, because No. Yes. Nope. So it comes from immunotherapy. You think about people who get treated for allergies. Peanuts mm-hmm. is a common one, right? True. It's You're exposed to a little bit of the thing that you're allergic to, right. and over time, you get desensitized. So right. people think, okay, local pollen, local honey, if I uh-huh. eat it, that will help desensitize me. Mm-hmm. The problem is most of pollen that's found in local honey comes from flowers, and we're typically going to be allergic to things like ragweed and grasses. Mm-hmm. So, And it's also not a very controlled i still believe it. I still it. believe it, but Listen, too. in 2013, <laughs> the National Institutes of Health did a research study and they found that high doses of local honey did help alleviate some of the symptoms. But here's the thing. Yes. If you're 150 pounds, that's nine teaspoons of honey a day. Oh, that's high oh. sugar. So there are better oh. ways oh. to oh. deal with your allergies. Because I feel like you go to the local place and
2: you're like, ooh, i got to get the
9: local yeah. honey.
3: No, I'm the guy who's nope. cured by the placebo pill in every single <laughs> right? random you're, study. Here's a fun
1: fact. <laughs> honey, if it's sealed, never goes bad. They have found edible honey in the Egyptian pyramids. It really? was sealed and was still good.
9: I wonder who had to taste that and figure out it was edible. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
1: listen, I, I'm gonna call an audible because I, I still, I, Jacob, why don't you go to yours? Because I, yeah, I,
3: we're all the talking about it. And yeah. I, wanna, I wanna hear okay. about this. Toxic, squ- toxic squash, <laughs> what is it? I'm not, I don't mean to laugh, I mean it sounds horrible.
9: Okay, so this is a real thing yeah. that occurs most commonly in the wild in things like cucumbers, squash, pumpkins, and gourds, right? There's a chemical compound called cucurbitacin. It's extremely bitter, so that is meant to produce protect wild vegetables from animals eating them but if you end up eating something you're not exactly sure where it came from and it's extremely bitter you don't want to keep consuming it because toxic squash syndrome is real you're gonna get back get in sick? 2018 really sick? two women got very very sick oh, my. and you know it's this time of year and people are like oh the decorative pumpkins and pumpkins it's a vegetable you should be able to eat it you want to be very careful know the source
1: but is it is this rare
9: This is rare. Well, people sometimes grow things in their backyard. They don't really know what they have. And so you want to make sure you're not eating something that's extremely bitter. Because that looks
1: like a pumpkin pie squat.
9: I would agree. I think this, they say that the smaller pumpkins, Mm -hmm. the cooking pumpkins, those are perfectly fine to eat. But if you want to be really safe, stick with candy. Well there are some that have like they almost look like hate exactly. to say, like warts. Yeah. Yes. yeah you do not want to eat any ornamental mm-hmm. pumpkins
1: unless you cover it gonna taste good Well <laughs> we gotta go <laughs> Vicky thank <laughs> you so honey. very much Coming up next we got a farm with a view how this rooftop oasis is the in the heart of Paris could change how food ends up on our plates then later beauty expert Kim Douglas opening up about her battle with breast cancer sharing an important message for all women as the third hour of today continues. And we're back with our series, Today Climate. High above the bustling streets of Paris, there is a hidden gem that could actually shape the future of how we get our food. NBC's Molly Hunter paid a visit to a sprawling Parisian rooftop. Good morning, Molly.
8: (laughs) Hey, guys, good morning. This was pretty cool. It is Europe's biggest urban rooftop farm. The technology is really simple. It is really cheap, which means it could be a model for cities worldwide. Take a look. Above the Parisian city streets, a rare productive oasis with an Eiffel Tower view, rows and rows of vegetables, sections of wildflowers boosting biodiversity. Spanning 150,000 square feet, it's the biggest urban
10: rooftop farm in Europe. Well, the idea here is to demonstrate that we can have a virtuous model for production because these systems are quite productive, but something that we can be proud of in terms of environment. All these hotels you see around the expo Uh park uh, use our products.
8: Right, so that's not exactly a flight from Mexico or from Peru.
10: Well, that's the point. What's the idea by buying beans in Kenya or or, uh, vegetables from Mexico uh, when you can grow these in, in France?
8: It's called Natur Urbane. The project's founder and CEO, Pascal Hardy, is an engineer and sustainable consultant by training turned organic farmer. Cheers.
10: Cheers. <laughs>
8: <laughs> oh my gosh. When we visited, tomatoes and strawberries all right for the picking. This is dangerous of me walking behind you because I can just pluck them as we walk. It's really good. Yeah. Once fully planted, the goal during high season, 2,000 pounds of produce a day, thanks to this small army of young, city-dwelling farmers. Take a look, these cylinders are basically completely hollow. Recycled water comes from the top, trickling down every 12 minutes. And then you can see the roots are completely wet, no soil involved. This whole system, though, uses 90% less water than traditional farming. Aeroponic farming, as these vertical towers are known, also has a much higher yield than soil farming. A normal farm, Pascal says, can grow about nine salads in 10 square feet. Here, they can grow 50 in a single tower.
10: We shorten the value chain. You have the producer and it is directly sold to be consumed on the day. We sell them all sold to the end customer on the day we sell them. So there's no fridge, there's no truck, and uh, the value chain is short.
8: Exceptionally short for head chef Marc Gaviard at the adjacent roofside restaurant Le Pechoir. It's the idea. I mean, everybody, every chef loves to have uh, the opportunity to get the vegetable from next door. On Fridays, there's a farmer's market, and for those inspired but without ample roof space at home, self-planting containers for rent. In the future, Pascal estimates urban farms like these can target 5 to 10 percent of a city's consumption.
10: Producing food can be virtuous on a big scale, not on a giant scale Mm -hmm. for the whole planet, even not for the whole city. But for this neighborhood? Yes. for this neighborhood, it's uh, it's, uh, valuable.
8: So valuable, they're fielding calls from the U.S. and around the globe, hungry, sustainable farmers looking to replicate this before it's too late. Now, aeroponic farming, those vertical towers you just saw, that technology is not new. But unlike indoor facilities, which use a ton of energy, this outdoor open-air model is a lot more sustainable. The other big benefit, you guys, of course, of big green spaces in urban centers is it cools down the urban heat islands, which is so important in Paris, in London, of course, in New York. I'll send it back to you really yeah, guys. That idea.
1: helps clean the air. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we've all agreed, Molly, we all want to come back as you. you Best the job ever, job Molly. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> Oh,
2: <laughs> um, See, she didn't even yeah, say, yeah, she, yeah you're that right. right. Like, that's no like, guys, You cannot have my Molly, job. so funny.
1: Thanks so much, Molly. We <laughs> really appreciate this She's story. like,
2: that's true. That's right. <laughs> All right, when we come back, lifestyle expert Kim Douglas opening up about her breast cancer journey and what she's learned about true beauty. It was a fantastic interview. And then later, filmmaker Ava DuVernay is live to share her new series. that's all about walking in someone else's shoes. It is eye opening that is ahead as the 3rd hour of today continues. We are back with our pink power series marking breast cancer awareness month. Kim Douglas is known for doling out beauty and wellness advice. She's also a breast cancer survivor and Kim is now opening up about her own journey to send an important message to all of us and all women and share what she's learned about true beauty. For over a decade Kim Douglas has been talking to TV audiences about beauty health and wellness. Hi everybody. I'm here at the Ellen show
7: it kept her busy and like many women she delayed her mammogram seriously i'm fine i don't have to go and six months turned into three years and i hadn't gone for my mammogram that is such a relatable story when
2: kim did get checked she also got the dreaded follow-up call after several more tests kim at 58 years old was diagnosed with ductal carcinoma in situ dcis also known as stage zero
7: breast cancer so then when they told you it was just
2: stage zero, how long before it
7: escalated? Oh, it was stage zero, but I had to get my breast removed. Um, wait, had, wait, what? We hear, you know, <laughs> somebody like me, I hear stage zero and I think
2: that means it's something maybe you should just watch. Stage zero takes you there?
7: It took me there. It was like if you see a breast it was like someone took a glitter and went poof and there was little glitter of calcification all over so I couldn't get a lumpectomy and I couldn't watch it. We had to remove the breast Kim opted for a double mastectomy and was told she would need six weeks to recover but no follow up treatment needed. I was planning on going right back to my life, so never getting off the hamster wheel. I would have a six-week break, get right back on. And then what happened?
2: And then I went into surgery. Her surgeons found three tumors behind
7: her breast tissue. I went from stage zero to stage three in one second and um, everything changed. Doctors
2: say a situation like Kim's is rare. What was it like for you to hear
7: stage three when you thought it was stage zero? The room started spinning, everything stopped, and I knew in that exact moment that my life would never be the same. I was never going back. Kim underwent 18 and a half weeks of
2: chemotherapy and seven and a half weeks of radiation. The treatment was grueling,
7: but she continued to work making television appearances. So, here's the irony, I'm on camera every day talking about beauty, health, and wellness. I have no hair, I'm green, I lost 27 pounds, I have no eyebrows, I have no eyelashes, and it made me really look at what I was doing, what I was projecting to uh, women, and how important You know, the cliche goes, but how important our inner beauty is because I didn't have any outer beauty. Did this change your sense of true beauty? So much, so much so. It's just
2: brutal. Kim admits there were some dark days, but credits her family and friends with helping her stay positive.
7: It's the last chemo.
2: (laughs) She is now three and a half years cancer free. I'm so thankful that you're sharing the story it's 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 such a wake-up call to so many
7: of us. What do you want other women to know today. You really should take care of your health. You do have to take care of yourself because you can't pour from an empty vessel. It really is true that old cliche it's what's inside that matters and the outside it comes and goes it really does being bald, having nothing on your face, I still found happiness and joy in living. I have to tell you, Kim's
2: story really resonated with me, full disclosure. That day, I forgot. I was like, oh, I have to interview her. And you know, I rushed to my office, and I had a meeting right after. You know, I'm rushing around. And when I talked to her that day, it was like everything stopped. Mm. Immediately after, I talked to Dr. Natalie Azar. You know, I made my own appointments. And then I eerily got a message from my uncle. You know, he's an ER doc. And he said, did you do a follow-up mammogram? You know, and then I called my girlfriends. I'm going to post this on Instagram. Mm. It was just like this wake-up call for all of us that were all so busy, but we really do. And I know we say it all the time to stop and take care of ourselves, yep. but we really have to do that. And again, even though, you know, what her specific case was rare, it's the story that you hear all the time, sure. right? You're rushing around, you do, you miss a year or so of, of, a, of a wellness check. Oh, yeah. um, so today we should all just make a commitment um, to make those appointments. Look,
1: I had that, that a year ago, that, oh, that's that, right. that moment where I had a little break in September and then got diagnosed with prostate cancer. And if I hadn't, if I pushed that off, it might have been a different a different prognosis. So mm, we're very all good story, and so thank, you Kim, yes, thank you, Kim. If you're watching, God bless you. Yeah. Okay. Well, when we come back, award-winning filmmaker Ava DuVernay, she's live, and she's sharing a moving new series she's doing for NBC, featuring real families with no actors. Then tomorrow, Grammy winner rapper and Grammy-winning rapper Ludacris live sharing his new project that's inspired by his own daughter. Third hour today. I'll be right.
3: This morning, we are so excited to be joined by one of the most influential voices in Hollywood right now, award-winning filmmaker Ava DuVernay.
2: She has directed critically acclaimed works such as Selma, When They See Us, and the Oscar-nominated documentary 13th.
1: Well, her new NBC show, Home Home Sweet Home, features real families swapping homes for a week to experience life in someone else's shoes. Ava, mm. welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. It's great seeing you. morning. Well,
6: good to see you all. Mm-hmm. Good morning.
1: So this is just such a great concept of stepping into other people's shoes and homes to to get a sense of what people live and how they live. How did you come up with this idea?
6: You know, it really came to me during the, the height of the quarantine. It was this, this time last summer. Um, and really just started thinking about how to sustain a more just, or create and sustain a more just society. Mm-hmm. What are the things that we all need to do to, to, to get there? And so part of it was thinking about spaces that invite and include instead of marginalize and exclude. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what better place to start than in your own home? And so that's, that's where the seed of the idea came.
3: Ava, it's um, it's such a heartwarming show. It's also, I love it because it makes you think. Is there something that surprised you the most in terms of the evolution that the families went through a particular episode
6: you know one of the things that we tried to do with this show is not to have it uh, be based on conflict Mm -hmm. a lot of times unscripted shows it's set up so that you can see the drama and the conflict we tried to base this on um curiosity so the families that we chose are all families and everyone in the family wanted to go so they wanted to experience something And what they experience is always different than what they set out to do, what they thought they were going to be experiencing. And so the gorgeousness of this piece is the discovery. They walk in open to one experience and they kind of receive and leave feeling something totally different. It's kind of remarkable. I'm I'm a filmmaker who's used to action and cut and script. I know where people are going and what they're going to do. This Mm -hmm. was my unscripted series. So it was amazing to watch
2: it all unfold. I love it. It's heartwarming. And honestly, it's also just to me kind of fun. I mean, I it's fun to think about whose house I would want to, you know, switch <laughs> with. I read for you, was it The Rock? Is that true? <laughs>
6: yes, yes, ma'am. I would go to Rock. He has incredible meals. He eats well. Yes. I would skip the exercising and just focus
2: on <laughs> I'd have to clean up. Good Lord. I'm like, oh god, somebody's uh, coming. Let me hurry up. Now, it's,
1: it's interesting saying you talked about, you know, the, so being Completely different, working on something that was unscripted, yet you've got this Netflix miniseries Mm -hmm. with Colin Kaepernick in black and white, Colin in black and white, and you said this one was hard but worth every second of it. What made it so, so difficult?
6: You know, it was challenging. I've worked before in taking someone's real life, whether it's Selma, whether it's when they see us. And you know, kind of working with them to create uh, something larger that appeals to everyone. This one has a lot of moving parts when you see it, Al, because it's 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 scripted. So you have the, the him as a boy there are also these um, other pieces that kind of feel like documentary with historical context and pops. And it's all these genres mixed together. with something really new for me. And uh, I'm excited to share it.
2: It was, it was a tough one, but you know, the tough ones that feel good, Yeah, uh, this was yeah. one of those. That's going to get a lot of buzz too, because I don't think yeah, well. people re- recognize how he grew up. Yeah. So it changes things. And before you go, we want to congratulate you. The Hollywood Reporter recently named you one of Hollywood's 50 most powerful showrunners and congratulations how does that feel I feel like you always pay it forward and a lot of your projects kind of help move the industry forward
6: well thanks no I mean we array is 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 our production company and we actually have six new series debuting in the next six months so you just mentioned two of them and the core of it is what can we say that uh, leaves people feeling a little better than when they came to the show and Mm -hmm. that's our goal
1: what a great concept. Mm-hmm. Ava, thank you so much. It's so great seeing you.
2: Thanks, Ava. Thank you, Ava.
1: And, and Home Sweet Home premieres this Friday, October 15th, right here on NBC.
3: And when we come back, preserving the legacy of an American icon. Cesar Chavez's son takes us inside his office, inside his house, and he shares how he's carrying on his father's mission. We'll be right back. Hey guys, Willie Geist here, reminding you to check out the Sunday Sit Down Podcast. On this week's episode, I get together with Chris Pine to talk about a career that has taken him from Star Trek to Wonder Woman, and now the new
5: film he wrote, directed, and stars in called Pool Man. You can get our conversation for free wherever you download your podcasts.
10: Hello, parents, homeschoolers, and teachers, trusty narrator here from the Who Smarted Podcast? Our 15-minute episodes are perfect for car rides, bedtime, break time, class time, or any time. We make learning science and history fun and funny for 7 to 11-year-olds with new episodes every week. Look for Who's Smarted on any podcast platform or at whosmarted.com. And teachers get a free subscription to our ad-free version by clicking educators at whosmarted.com.
1: Welcome back to the third hour of today. This morning, we're celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month, honoring the life and legacy of Cesar Chavez.
2: It's a fitting morning, too, with workers exercising their right to strike around the country. Chavez was a poor migrant farm worker with an eighth-grade education who became an icon by dedicating his life to civil rights.
3: An absolute legend. NBC's Guadalajara visited the Chavez National Monument out in California. He got an exclusive behind-the-scenes tour where Chavez lived and worked.
4: All my life... I have been driven by one dream, one goal, one vision.
0: The cause, or La Causa, inspired a generation of Latinos to follow Cesar Chavez on a path to a better future, one with safer working conditions and fair pay for farm workers.
4: The union's survival, its very existence, sent out a signal to all Hispanics that we were fighting for our dignity, that we were challenging and overcoming injustice, that we were empowering the least educated among us, the poorest among us.
0: His grassroots movement, the United Farm Workers of America, started in the 1960s with workers in the fields and grew to thousands who marched in protest to the California State Capitol and across the Southwest.
5: Workers from 27 farms and ranches gathered under the flag of the Chavez Movement.
0: Cesar fought the produce growers with union co-founder Dolores Huerta and drew national attention during the Delano Grape Strike, a boycott against table grapes that lasted for five years until 1970.
5: Cesar Chavez now turns to the lettuce fields, the vegetable farms of California's Salinas Valley.
0: When he felt progress was too slow, Cesar even resorted to hunger strikes. It must be done,
5: he said, the strike, but it must be done as always without violence
0: a landmark labor law was finally passed in 1975 and for the first time in American history farm workers won the right to unionize Cesar passed away in 1993 his son Paul, one of Cesar and wife Helen's eight children is now president of the Cesar Chavez Foundation. Paul, when President Biden decorated his office Mm. he set up a bust of your father, why is it important that we know who Cesar Chavez is?
4: My father's message of opportunity and and fairness is an American value that should be cherished and celebrated uh, by everybody. I remember when uh, my father asked me to do the work here with the uh, foundation. He says, you know, mijo, because of the life that you've lived, you've had opportunities that most people would have only dreamed of. He goes, I want you to promise me that as you do your work and you decide who gets to do what, give the person that never had the opportunity, give them a chance to do it. You'll uplift them and their families.
0: Today, the Cesar Chavez Foundation builds affordable housing for working families and seniors and supports educational programs for students across the Southwest.
4: This was his headquarters. This is, this is his office that he worked out of. At the
0: monument, Paul gave us a rare glimpse inside his father's perfectly preserved office and the two-bedroom Chavez family home.
4: You know, this uh, dinner table uh, was a place that, uh, that my father, you know, not only ate, but invited people to break bread with him and to uh, talk about the issues of the day. It's also a place where we gathered as a family. What was the hardest thing that you guys had to get through? Growing up, uh, not having your father around It's kind of tough, especially when you see your friends with their parents, right? We understood that things were different in our family, and we learned at an early age that we were going to have to share them with other folks. You have been through
0: decades of changes in the U.S. Where do Hispanics stand
4: in American culture today? So while we're proud of the progress that's been made, you know, we're mindful of the fact that there's still still a lot of work to be done. but we approach the work with a lot of uh, enthusiasm and, uh, and optimism.
3: What a great story. Si se puede, or yes we can, is the motto of the United Farm Workers. It's also the name of the Chavez Foundation's learning centers. As I said, yes we can is what it's all about. And if that sounds familiar, it's because President Barack Obama borrowed that same phrase for his campaign. I didn't know that.
1: And so much of what farm workers and other workers who've been organized owe so much to Cesar Chavez. Both Cesar
3: and Dolores Huerta. You know, uh, she is a living legend and Mm he is a legend in his own right.
2: That's a good story.
1: We'll be right back. I've always wanted to say this. The eagle has landed. Literally. All right. Here's the live <laughs> camera from Zoo Miami. What we are told you, doing? you about earlier. Uh, a rare look at a bald eagle's nest. The zoo tells us the male eagle should be home from work soon. He's out, likely he connect, collecting more uh, twigs and sticks. Hey, buddy. This is, this is why
2: cool. people watch all day long. I love these moments like this.
1: Hey, tomorrow, third hour today, Grammy-winning rapper and actor Ludacris joining us live.
3: And coming up on Hoda and Jenna, country legend Reba McIntyre performs a classic song that has become a very Hit.
2: Today, you can catch our friend Jill Martin on Peacock Presents Seals and Deals Throwback Edition. She gave us a preview yesterday of some of the fun items available and great deals. You can do it, in it do it again today. Tune into the marathon on Today All Day and Shop All Day. They have 30% off six months of Peacock Premium on Peacock.com peacock.today.com.
1: Okay, but we see, we're talking about peacock. Let's go back to eagle. the eagle. Yeah, exactly. Another bird, you know? Uh, we've got a very fierce eagle. There we you got go. A fierce peacock. Look at those
2: eyes. Look at that. Hey. Buddy. hey buddy. I don't think that's the sound. I don't know. No, I think that's what,
3: yeah,
1: no,
2: that's really? definitely that a fake eagle like, sound.
9: Yeah. yeah.
1: We'll
2: see you tomorrow. Have a great
1: day, everybody. Hi! <laughs>